Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, an expert on natural remedies discusses a potent herb that may just ward off coronavirus and why conventional treatments like ventilators aren't working. Look, it's a respiratory disease. You got to have your breathing mechanism. So all of a sudden you're having a hard time breathing. So you got to maintain that. You got to fight that. You got to work that. Instead, what do we do in medicine? We give them morphine. We give them diazepam. We give them drugs which suppress the breathing mechanism. So they die. On top of that, you artificially are breathing them. You've taken away their mechanism and given that through a respirator. They're already fighting, trying to survive through the lung damage. You just push them all the way to the end. Respirators are a disaster. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, why not become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member? For just $1.99 per month, you'll gain access to two bonus, exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus access to my back catalog of episodes. That's over 350 episodes. To subscribe, just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Gain Access to Premium Episodes. Again, go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Get access to premium episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Friday. Cass Ingram, the wilderness doctor, is standing by to discuss a scientific study on a powerful herb and its effect on various pathogens. If you like this podcast, you should also check out my weekly syndicated radio program, The Conspiracy Show, which broadcasts out of Toronto, Canada on AM 740 Zoomer Radio, Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern. And if you're outside the listening area, you can stream it live at zoomerradio.ca or on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. You can also go to strangeplanet.ca slash conspiracy show strangeplanet.ca slash conspiracy show and click on affiliates to find a station near you that carries the program could the oil from wild oregano be a powerful and effective weapon in the battle against coronavirus well at least one scientific study seems to indicate that it very well could be dr cass ingram is a nutritional physician who received a B.S. in Biology and Chemistry from the University of Northern Iowa and a D.O. from the University of Osteopathic Medicine and Health Sciences in Des Moines. Dr. Ingram has written over 25 books on natural healing. He's given answers and hope to millions through lectures on thousands of radio and TV shows. 
His research and writing have led to countless discoveries, and Dr. Cass Ingram presents hundreds of health tips and insights in his many books on health, nutrition, and disease prevention. Dr. Ingram is one of North America's leading experts on the health benefits and disease-fighting properties of wild medicinal spice extracts. He now travels the world, promoting perfect health the natural way. Dr. Cass Ingram, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, great to be on the podcast to talk to the whole world here. No problem with that. COVID-19 Remedy. It's available for free right now. Tell us about that. Well, uh, you know, not easy to write a book on this subject. There's so much information, disinformation, different theories, minor, major, uh, massive theories. So I sorted through it, got it done, and I just put it up because too many people dying unnecessarily. COVID-19 remedy. I put it up 220 pages on my website. It's a kind of a free download for your people, at least for now. Yeah. And how do they, how do they get it? They go to the kazingram.com, www.kazingram.com, C-A-S-S, then Ingram. And they just go down and scroll down the page and, and download the dude. Either they read it on the net or they make a print off. Print off. Right. Know, it's, yeah. and, then, and then it's only for a short time because then in uh, about a month or so, it's going to be available as a hardback. And, and that's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, so, yeah, at least until we can get the thing printed, get your free download. And, uh, and if you need to study, study hard. If you're in the field, you're a medical, you're a nurse, you're a, you're a government official, take a serious look at this. You can't just shut down the whole world. You've got to do something about it. And the book's a do-about-it type of style. Okay, so let's just back up because every time I have someone in the scientific field or the medical field, I always start with this question. Where did it start? Where do you believe COVID-19 started? Because we have so many theories now. You know, U.S. intelligence is, is saying that it was the virology lab, the level four in Wuhan. It wasn't the wet market, but we're hearing all sorts of conflicting information. Yeah. What do you think? Well, it's, it's, it is a stark coincidence that the Wuhan Institute is 20 miles away or and one, one other group, I think, is three, four miles. But the, here's the deal. Okay, so we had, we had the uh, 2009 H1N1, and that killed about a half million people. It's still endemic, and every year it comes back. That's, that's like a swine flu, Right. And that disease is, is now proven to be a vaccine uh, industrial farm disaster, okay? So you had pe- pigs that got sick in Mexico. Their sewage was not controlled well. It was just dumped in the forest. Insects got into that, came and bit humans, flies, and others. And the whole town got sick. And 160 hog people died. You know, you got to look at that. In China... So you got these swine flus that have been bird flu right from, in, you know, industrial farms, either American or European or Italian or Chinese, Vietnamese. So you had this, uh, you had this phenomenon in China in 2019. They lost a ha- they lost 350 million pigs, not not thousand million, right? You know, guess what they died from in 2019, 2018. They died from swine. They died from a coronavirus, a, a sort of swine flu that was coronavirus RNA virus. And guess what? Much of the virus came from bats. Now, if you 
you can talk about the lab, you can talk about a purposeful release, you can talk about the U.S. government and the military trying to kill the China, you know, Chinese economy, which doesn't make a lot of sense because you're going to kill your own economy. You set up China. The West set it up. <laughs> you can talk about the, you know, the 5G and Bill Gates and all, and there could be slivers of truth, but the problem is we already had these industrial farm disasters then you had all the pigs die, and then the humans start dying. You suppose there's a connection somewhere? Right. Then you have the pigs. Yeah. I was just going to say though the I, I I was watching it was a I thought a very well done documentary by the Epoch Times, uh, yeah. and and they talked to a number of virologists who said that it when they looked at the the virus to them right. it has all the telltale signs of a recombination event. In other words, manufactured. Well, but you know, you use recombination when you make the vaccines. True. You know, and so to, instead of it being a conspiracy, which I'm not denying, it's it's just as logical that it's the same thing that with the same disaster on a larger scale that occurred in 2009, which was that it's now proven, by the way, the recombinant gene, uh, the recombinant vaccines got out of the box, created a human pig and bird flu virus, which is H1N1, and that killed people. Now, maybe it's different now. The lab released it. Or maybe it's the same. The pigs are dying. And then you have Smithfield Farms, and then all of the others, JBS, uh, Hormel, and Canadian Pig Farm. There's 15 closures or near closures of, of cattle or, or, or livestock plants, slaughterhouses. Guess what? Twelve of them are are are, por- are porcine. You know, could these workers have been infected by something when you slaughter the animals and all that spray goes in? Right, <laughs> right. So, it's, it's, is it, in your estimation, is the the contagion as as virulent as deadly as we are are being told? Because you know, if you look at the numbers. It looks yeah. like an average, an average flu season, an av- a bad flu season, but an Real average bad, bad flu yeah. season. It's a, it's a bad flu season, but the problem is it's virulent. So that let's say that you're on a plane, you're just innocently screwing around, and and five or six, seven or ten, ten percent, fifteen percent of the flyers get a virulent infection. Nobody wants it. So now the world's trying to panic. Let's say you have a church meeting. Five or 10% get an infection. Yeah, you know, that flu does that. It's true. But the problem is, this seems to be, seems to be a bit more fatal. So the risks of going into hospital with a double pneumonia and an intractable infection are higher, it seems, than most flus. Now, nobody knows the proof here. Like you said, it's kind of looking like a really bad flu season. But then you have these pockets. It's a pocket disease. That's the deal, right? It's a cluster disease. There's a pocket. The, the family gets infected, and three of the family members die. That type of thing. Right, right. There's a pocket. The church gets 2,000 members that got infected. It's a, it's a disaster for modern civilization. So that, let me ask you about something else, because you just touched on it when people go into hospitals. And and it, it looks like, based on the data I've read, the... the 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 people that go on respirators or ventilators, oh my God. between eighty to ninety percent of them never come off. They die. Oh, oh What's my God. happening oh my there? God. 
Look, it's a respiratory disease. You've got to have your breathing mechanism. So all of a sudden you're having a hard time breathing. So you've got you to maintain that. You've got to fight that. You've got to work that. Instead, what do we do in medicine? We give them morphine. We give them, uh, dil- we give them uh, diazepam. We give them drugs which suppress the breathing mechanism. So they die. On top of that, you artificially are breathing them. You've taken away their mechanism and given that through a respirator. They're already fighting, trying to survive through the lung damage. You just push them all the way to the end. Respirators are a disaster. It's just that medicine doesn't have any other toolboxes. Its toolboxes are nothing. Right, because it it's would seem to... It's a drug by Mr. Trump that's killing more people than helping. Uh, you know what? What? An antibiotic, when we don't really understand why an antibiotic would be given, since there's a lot of virus here. Right, it's not a bacteria. Prednisone, you know... You can't give prednisone if you have an infection. It'll make the infection worse. So is it possible then, then well, it sounds like you're saying this, that the ventilators in most instances are hastening death. They are hastening death. There's an ER doctor just published that, that we've got to quit using the respirators. We can't. We try to do everything not to put them on a respirator because they're dying. Uh, plus, they get the secondary infection on the tube. Right. It's... <laughs> They get the MRSA. They get. They can't handle it. Their immune system's already down. So, so you don't want the hospital. You want to do everything to keep yourself off. And they're sending people home. Quarantine yourself. Okay. So medicine's saying go home. So let's take advantage of that. And how can we not end up in a hospital with this? Right. How can we not end up with double pneumonia? I think that's what the book's about. COVID nineteen remedy. Now, I, I just want to you know, put out my little medical disclaimer. We're not saying that if you have COVID-19, this will cure it. You're saying this will help prevent it, perhaps, right? This is the whole remedy. I'm talking about industrial farms. I'm talking about the spread of the pathology. I'm talking about some of the problems in modern medicine. Not, it's not just to sell something, right? It's to sell you on the idea that you better do something for yourself. But, and, but again, and, and, to prevent, uh, to, to, keep it, to keep it at bay, uh, or both, both prevention and what, what can you do for your immune system? Let's face it. That's the conversation that's of import. Right. Ever hear of an immune system? If it would function adequately, we could, we could make it through this thing. Right, right. You know, I had a, just very quickly, I had a, a longtime emergency room physician on um, recently. And he, he said over 40 years, he saw 40,000 patients, he figures, uh, yeah. that had viral and bacterial meningitis, viral and bacterial pneumonia, viral and bacterial this. He says, I never wore masks. I never wore gloves. I went home to my eight children every night. I didn't quarantine. We exposed, we, we, we understood. You expose yourself to these things. You build up immunity. Yeah. Yeah, there's an overplay on, uh, on this uh, distancing and, and then drawing a circle. You're to stand here, you're to stand here. Some of this has become almost tyrannical, and we don't have any evidence that it's going to do anything. So, so, I mean, okay, if you have the infection, you probably should wear the mask so you don't give it to somebody. Right. And that, that's a logical thing. You probably should wear some gloves so that, you know, you add that extra layer so you don't, you know, your secretions don't go on somebody's escalator band or shopping cart. You know you've got the infection. I know there's asymptomatic carriers, but... It makes sense. Now, if you, 
if you think that you're going to stop this infection by masking the whole world, I'm sorry, you're not going to. Or shuttering the whole the economy. We're heading into a global depression. I keep saying this, but the cure is going to be worse than the disease. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got people now committing suicide or considering suicide. You've got people who are under tremendous stress from financial. Uh, I, I don't even want to go to the grocery store. They're ma- they, they won't let you in without a mask, so I'll just eat out of the freezer. I don't even want to see these people. Hmm. I don't want to deal with that stress. Right. Grocery store, they won't let you in? Who has the right to say you can't come in? Uh, so now Big Brother's all over this one. <laughs> More of my conversation with the wilderness doctor, Cass Ingram, when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. The discovery of carbon-60 is likely to be the most amazing chemistry discovery of the late 20th century. And my friends at c60evo.com are the world's number one manufacturer of C60. The safe, consumable form of pure C60 is called ESS60. And the mighty Aphrodite and I take a tablespoon every morning. ESS60 is the C60 formulation used in the famous 2012 original Paris study that showed ESS60 doubled the lifespan of rats. ESS60 from c60evo.com is raw C60 that's been produced, certified, and guaranteed for safe human consumption. ESS60 from c60evo.com is a powerful molecule that acts as a nano-antioxidant to attract, stabilize, and neutralize free radicals. It's also known to have 172 times the antioxidant power of vitamin C, 172 times, which may be why people are feeling healthier on C60. All I know is the mighty Aphrodite and I are sleeping great and we're both pain-free. To get your bottle of ESS60, go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the c60evo.com link. Use the code RS1SPEC to get 5% off. RS1SPEC and get 5% off. It's time to start taking responsibility for your health. Time to support your immune system. Join the mighty Aphrodite and I. If you want more energy, mental clarity, and a great night's sleep, ESS60 from c60evo.com. Again, go to the episode notes and click on the c60evo.com link and use the promo code RS1SPEC to get 5% off. Theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, Here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five. Welcome back. Cass Ingram, the author of The Cure is in the Cupboard, is here. The Cure is in the Cupboard came out, maybe even before, which was all about wild oregano, the oil of wild oregano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you, that wild oregano is an absolute hammer. You know that. We've had some fun with that. Oh, yes. Keeping our families and ourselves healthy. It's the hammer of hammer. And it has to be the wild oregano, it seems. And uh, and so, you know, I did the study on the human coronavirus. I'm not making the claim. I'm just telling you what the science, I have a right to say. I did the study in 2003. We've talked about SARS before. I took the SARS-like coronavirus and also the h- human influenza virus, 
most of the coronas we took looked at were the typical cold and flu because you, know, you can't really get biogerms. So we looked, but we looked at influenza A, which is a tough one, and bird flu. Now I don't know how we got the the jar of bird flu, but that's sixty percent fatal if that gets out of the box, right? Right, right. So then we took the oil of wild oregano, you know, the P seven three that you and I love, and we 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 put it in the and now this is cell culture. It's not just a petri dish. So we've, we're growing 5 million viruses every centimeter of cell culture. Put the oil of oregano in. Guess what? In two minutes, 99. It just dropped. 99.999% collapse of the virus. Destruction. Gone. Finished. Toast. And, and then by 20 minutes, pretty much everything dead. And this study and was conducted when? Uh, where? Sorry, oh, where? 2003 by Microbiotest, which is a prominent lab, very pro- highly prominent, it was published in abstract form. You can find it online. It started trending. I'll tell you what happened when it started trending. The consumers started to find my old research. So I wanted to get on the radio with you and tell you about it. So, so we did that with, the, with uh, bird flu, but it took 25 times the amount of oregano oil. I learned a lesson from that to kill it, and it did kill it. And that's a, that's a horrible disease. You can't even compare the two, uh, the COVID and the bird flu, not comparable. Influenza A is tough. A 99.99% destruction in two minutes, near, uh, 100% pretty much by, by 20. And then there was another thing. We took a product off the shelf. It's known as Aregoresp. Not to make the claim, but this is what we did in the study. Took the product out, um, emptied the capsules, dry capsules, put them in the culture medium. Got on the coronavirus, 100% destruction by about 18 minutes. Nothing left. Not, it was non-detectable, the virus now, now, the fact, here, here's the important thing, not the corona, the fact that it killed the bird flu, which is 60% fatal. Shouldn't we, therefore, at the governmental level, since you've shut the world down and destroyed the economy and oil went negative, shouldn't you look at it? Are you that much in bed with pharmaceutical? What happened when it started to trend was Google, Twitter, and Facebook were contracted to suppress it so it never became a public knowledge. It just, it, it, it quashed it. You mean, so you, if you were to go on to Google or YouTube and, and type it in, the algorithms were set so that it wouldn't come up in the search. That's right. It, but people retrended it so you can still find it, but not like it. See, what they did was, the people, they posted it on all their Facebook sites and it, it just shot to 2,000 Facebook sites, which is a lot. And that's when they crushed it. So it's no longer trending. You just have to search for it. Even though this was uh, a, a scientific study by a, an, a, an accredited uh, lab, oh, yeah. it, was, it was published. Was it peer-reviewed? It's, a, it's an abstract in vitro. It was reviewed by peers in a conference in Arizona, in Tucson. Okay. Sufficiently enough. Right. You can't even argue with it. It's, it shows that... In cell culture, the oregano and the other spice oils, the other one has cinnamon, cumin, and sage, it obliterated it. There's nothing to talk about. I mean, so, you can review it for, until the cows come home. But, the, okay, so in a, it's in done in vitro, in cell culture, what would, have the, what would the next step be normally? Well, uh, you would want to do animal. You know, you, I've been trying to get this done now for a couple months. Uh, you want to do human or animal? You can do human because it's a grass substance. Uh, either one where you would take people who were diagnosed 
and I'll tell you case histories. I have case histories. You take people who might have the influenza, who have an active viral, and you give it to them, and then you test them, measure their symptoms, maybe test and retest for, for nasal, pharyngeal, if you can. Animal model works. You take the animal, unfortunately, you infect them with the coronavirus, you infect them with the influenza, then you give the product and you see what happens. I've done it before. But these are, that's uh, an expensive proposition, I would imagine. It's expensive for an herb. Yeah, I'm because... The patent, the herb. Exactly. Uh, 10,000 companies could say, oh, look at the research, let's put this on the market. And, uh, but I think the next step really is what I've done is I've made a, a scientific survey for retrospective. So what I'll do is I'll go, and that's too late, sadly, maybe, but still good. I'll go to all the people who follow my advice and survey them and see, did you get COVID? If you did, what were your symptoms? What did you do at the time? Did you take and make garlic soup? Did you use oil of oregano? I've got the survey and I will do the study because you can't, the LA Times said, you can't fight this. They said, well, if anybody says oregano oil is good, they deserve their rightful place in hell to roast forever. I mean, come on. You right. know, that's getting a little funny, isn't it? Well, that's, uh, that raises the point, the question as to why. I mean, at the very least, okay, you could be skeptical and, and you could say, well, it's an in vitro study. We need, we need to look at it. Okay, so let's look at it. But instead of even doing that, suggesting we need to, to study it more, and it looks promising, but we're not there yet. They could do that, but instead, it's like they pile on. Why? Why? Well, yeah, because you got you got the federal government's attitude. So when I started doing radio, when we started doing some shows and things, so the feds get upset or something. I don't know, and they they got some of the P seven three, and they decided to spend taxpayer money, and this is what they said they were going to do that there's no way that anything I wanted to show, says Dr. F. Andron, who was contracted by the FDA, I wanted to show that using oregano oil was a useless endeavor. I actually didn't think that it would have any effect at all. Uh, we set out with the oregano oil and, and to show that it was uh, no, no good. We sent it to the lab, it killed all the germs. So we scolded the lab tech and, and, and belittled her for using chlorinated water. She said, I did not. I used the proper protocol. They, we sent it to the lab again. It killed all the germs. We still didn't believe it. Sent it to the lab again. It took, quote, several repeats of the process by her research assistant before uh, the drawn was convinced. I mean, you, you take that kind of attitude, you're going to fight all the time and struggle. I mean, this was the study at the, uh, this was uh, the University of Tennessee and it was uh, also, it was a, a government study. Yes, government but taxpayer funded. Published, by the way, in the Journal of Food Protection, where they concluded that the oregano killed all the pathogens, the oil. They don't know if the spice will. The actual wild oregano oil did. And the final conclusion was, we should turn it into a pharmaceutical. Right. And, and yeah. again, this, this uh, Dr. Drawn uh, started out as a skeptic, which is... I mean, th there's there's a danger More there. More than for a skeptic, she started out to with the objective of proving it to be a fraud. Right. I mean, it's, it's not supposed to work that way. That's a confirm. She could be working towards a confirmation bias. That's. I mean, you a scientist can't go into a study with that kind of a mindset. I'm guessing. So, did she decide then to do a proper study again? She did. Once she saw the oregano work, that's when they got another four hundred fifty thousand dollars from the U.S. government. 
and did a proper study, and that's when they published it. And their conclusion was that the oregano oil inhibited uh, all the deadly bacteria. Uh, it inhibited food poisoning molds. It inhibited drug-resistant germs like E. coli. Uh, and furthermore, it even was so powerful as a food preservative that it kept raw tuna fish edible for two months with no odor. Wow. <laughs> you know I mean? Come on. She had to be un- un- unskepticized at that point. But right. nothing happened except this. Now, there was other, other herbs and spices. Uh, there was garlic was used, all, uh, like allspice. Um, I'm not sure about cinnamon, but there were some other spices. Yes, oh. uh, they did do angelica and some oddball and different things. And, and none of them did anything much uh, to this degree except the wild oregano. It was just the garlic did okay. Allspice did okay, too, but the oregano was the king. Right, like uh, allspice might uh, help with E. coli, but it did nothing for listeria or whatever. I don't have these exactly Yeah, right, the oregano but... wiped them all out. Who's going to take a chance, right? Yeah. Now, and, and that, you know, furthermore, the USDA contacted me. Hey, you know, this oregano stuff, you know, we, you know, we want some. I sent it to them. I didn't try. It's the government. I sent them the product. What did they do? They turned around and did a study, and then they patented it. They registered a patent on oregano-based food processing concepts. <laughs> what a government put the patent on it. Well, this is interesting. I because, never put a patent on it. Right. But this is interesting because, as you say, they put a patent on it. They're going to use it for food packaging. So let's say you get some nice spinach. And we've had trouble with spinach, with E. coli and things like that. But they're going to use sort of this organic f- uh, film, a natural yes. film, to coat the spinach uh, that contains the active ingredient from the oregano from the oregano to protect from E. coli, which is interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, what they did was they found that the oregano, it just and, and also cinnamon, as I've said, in the film, which they created these patentable little discs made from apple puree and beet puree or whatever, these discs that they would dehydrate, and and the, if as long as you put those discs, the vapor from the essential oils would prevent any E. coli, any salmonella, any listeria infection in the in in the processed meat, in the vegetables, in the spinach. And I don't know what they do. I know they're do, using it somewhere, but they need my advice or something on how to because I believe in what they they're doing, uh, but they wanted to patent it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? So. So, but the point is that why belittle and then at the same time secretly be trying to profit or trying to benefit, you see? Right. Uh, and, and we should point out that this is this film that goes over the spinach or whatever is edible. Uh, so uh, it, is. It, it And it has the, the active ingredient in oregano, wild oregano, which is what again? Carvacrol. And what is that? Carvacrol is the number, let's say you take oregano oil, let's say you have a, a pound of it. Say 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 sixty uh, percent is the carvacrol. That's then the forty percent is terpenes and other components. So it's the number one germ killer or anti-inflammatory. It's a phenolic compound. By the way, it's now being said that the coronavirus can be killed by phenols, but nobody wants to take it the next step and offer at the hospital level, at the medical level the best phenolic complex proven by the USDA and the FDA, which is the oregano oil. You, mm. 
you, you hear zinc, you hear vitamin C, you hear, hear elderberry, but not a peep about the fact that the oregano oil would be the front-line defense. In a spray and drops in the juice essence, I have the case histories I can show you. I can prove it. And what level, uh, what level of Corvacol in, should we find in good quality wild oregano that comes from the wild Mediterranean? Wild oregano is unique because your Corvacol runs from 60 to about uh, 79%. If you see people ca- talking about, well, I have 86% or 88%, mine's 90 that's synthetic. That's been adulterated or corrupted or cloned, and that is no longer wild oregano. So the wild is just a general category. One plant's producing 65%, another area in the mountains, 72%. And that's, well, that's, I've always just done wild oregano. I don't care that much. 62% is enough. If you can get in the 70s a little better, I know there's one on the market called Arega Ultra, which is 100% wild. It's from certain pockets, 10,000 feet. That's about 84%. And that's more rare. It doesn't matter that much. Yeah. And what is it about the wild versus the farmed? Think about this. Oregano is so powerful, wild oregano, that it eats rocks. It grows on the rocks above the tree line all the way to 12,000 feet without shade. It doesn't like shade. It digests the rock into, into little particles of soil. How in the world could you compare that to something raised in Texas or on the you know, flatlands of Greece by big agro-industrial concerns, raising it in dirt, it's going to be weak. You can't depend on it. Case history. I had a guy, and we don't know what he, he had influenza B, that's for sure. Whether he had COVID or not, who knows? But it's November, it's about the right time. He was on a respirator. He was, what, 80% chance of death? So his wife rubs the bottom of his feet with the wild oregano oil in his shins. Guess what? Two drops on each foot. The guy pops out of the respirator two days later. Now, you know it's eight out of ten he's dead. What's he doing out of the respirator? Case history. I had a young guy who had the symptoms of COVID. We'll talk about real cases. It could be a real case. He takes two drops under the tongue, some 18-year-old. He says it wiped it out. How? That's the wild plant, man. You can't count on farm rays to do that. I had no idea that it, that it would dissolve rocks. Well, if you go to that, that, that article, I kind of show a picture of it kind of growing on or out of rock. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it does. And it doesn't like the sa- shade. The trees can't even grow there. That's how powerful this plant is. Only the oregano is growing, some thistles. And uh, so, this, look, I already know you've got to get the wild stuff. You, if you want the power and you want the authority, you get the wild oregano, you get the juice of oregano, you get the multiple spice, which has the wild oregano and sage and the cumin and cinnamon. They're more sort of farmed. Uh, but that's the way it is. You cannot get wild cumin. And, uh, and that's your protection. You get the bay leaf, wild bay leaf. It's in, in a spray. There's something, there's a spray that I use called Orega spray. I love that spray. It sterilizes everything. We had a COVID case in here. So I shot it around. I shot the person with it. <laughs> <laughs> with spray, uh, with spray, yes. It's called Orega spray. You got to get it. You know, it's like a two-ouncer or a four-ouncer. You can dilute it four or five to one with water and use it for your home. You, we, 
you know, I got some extras. I got to send you some. Man, that just keeps everything clean. You know, this miserable filth virus, wherever it's from, industrial farms or labs, that, that's a filth virus that could be, it can't stand the energy of the oregano. You know, you keep enough of that uh, uh, wild oregano and the spice oils and things around and use the spray or, uh, you know, take the essence and take the capsules or whatever, use the sinus spray. There's no way. Well, here, mean, if here's, not, here's the thing. If people, you know, what, I'm not, I don't, I can't, I can't come on here and say this is a cure-all and this is all you need. No, no we're not saying. No, exactly. But if you do this and you still practice some reasonable self-distancing and you wear the gloves and the mask when you go out and you stay away from people that are vulnerable and compromised and the elderly. Yeah. But if you, if you use this, what is the downside? Because no downside. there's no, no side downside effects. There's no side effects. Right. The problem we have with our medicines right now in this disease is there are, there's a, they're rife with side effects, toxicity, the respirator alone with a 80% fatality. At least this approach, the onions, the garlic, the, the uh, multiple spice, the spray, the oils, a sinus oregano injection. The only side effects is going to burn. Right. Burn good, though. Yeah. How many people die every year from prescribed, not overdosing, not abusing prescribed drugs, but taking prescribed drugs as ordered and they die from the side effects? How many they a do. year? A- yeah. About half a million between Canada and the United States. So, so now we're talking serious stuff. I mean, COVID's bad enough, but this is every year in our country. So, so when's the last time anybody died from the oregano, wild oregano extract? Really good stuff. How about in the last 10 years? How about the last 100? Can you give me one case in the, in the, in the history of the human race? Right. Give me right. one. You know, <laughs> let's make an argument. And they've been using uh, it since biblical times. They call it hyssop. Oh, yeah. Hyssop. And I want to mention that, too. I want to mention that. This is God's favorite medicine. I'm going to speak for him. Because we've got to figure the Old Testament has some divine source. We've got to figure the Quran does. I mean, why would these books be around so much? So here you've got this one, Old Testament, says... I want you to clean yourself out with my wild oregano, the hyssop of the law. Well, you know, I, I, I'll take God on this one. <laughs> you know? I'm with you uh, on that. Do you think, you know, and do you think purify means to be like a spiritual? Come on, he's telling you what to do in case there's a plague. Didn't you know that the Old Testament says? When you grab the oregano from the rocks, you bind it together, it doesn't say that, and then you slap your pillars in the house, and go inside the house and slap around. Slap, 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 slap your furniture, slap the walls, and then close the house and stay in there for a while. <laughs> it's fumigation 101, people. <laughs> COVID-19. I mean, he didn't want us to, huh? Oh, I, was just gonna, I was trying to plug the book, Cass. <laughs> oh. COVID-19 Remedy, The Real Truth Revealed. Again, it's available for free for this month, the rest of April. All the way through April, for sure. Right. And that's available at... Cass, it's the CassIngram.com, of course. CassIngram.com. And it's there. You can just download it. It's, it's like a PDF. And then do it now because, you know, maybe in a month it's going to come out as a hard cover and you'll have to pay. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then, of course, you do have the issue of, of if you go to the site, you can get the cures in the cupboard. You can get the doctor's guide to oil of oregano. You can get the black seed oil miracle. I want to tell you something else. There was a dignitary in Africa got cured or whatever you want to, he wants to say it. He says he did. He used black seed oil and honey for his COVID positive. Black seed oil is interesting. We're not going to say it's a cure. We're going to tell you the science. Black seed oil works on the brainstem to prevent respiratory collapse. 
Hmm. Black seed oil also is a bronchodilator. When do you think you'd need one of those, mm. right? So that, I love the black seed oil capsules with the fennel, the oregano, the rosemary, and the cumin. I love those. I take about nine of those a day, you know, right now. So black seed, honey, uh, you know, the Quranic one is the honey. These would be good things to add to your, your support system, right? So they They need to, at the very least start studying these things seriously. Human trials, human trials. They don't need to do an animal study because there's no, there's no danger, I don't know, to me, there's no danger. Yeah, they should do human. Yeah, just go right to human trials because it's food. What we should do is put some pressure on some good people in Canada to say, look, this is gonna happen again. It's gonna probably pop up in the fall. Let's get one of, let's get a human trial going. Just give the people the oil of oregano, the black seed oil, easy to do capsule form and let's just see how they get along it won't hurt anybody there's no liability nobody's gonna die from it <laughs> uh you know i mean you got the prophet muhammad saying black seed oil is good for everything but death mm-hmm. and then you have the bible saying that this is your purification sy- system so i'm gonna say that that's pretty good authority right there i'm with you on that Cass. uh covid19 remedy the real truth revealed avail- available for a, a short time at CassIngram.com, available for free at CassIngram.com, and uh, thereafter it'll be available as a hardcover. Cass, always uh, intriguing and uh, always enjoy speaking with you. Thank you. Great, and look for more at oregano.com. Study up and see what they have to say, oregano.com. No claims, just uh, information. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back with a few words about an upcoming episode. Some of you men are members of the Dollar Shave Club where you get your supply of razors in the mail. I always thought that was a great idea. Well, did you know there's also a soap club? The Hero Soap Company makes an amazing product that's delivered right to your house in a resealable pouch so you can take this soap with you on the road, camping, hiking, anywhere. Hero Soap is absolutely chemical-free. It contains no dyes or fragrances. Hey, did you know many mainstream soaps contain parabens, which have been linked to breast cancer and male reproductive issues, according to the FDA. And Hero Soap is owned by veterans. And some of the proceeds from the sale of this wonderful product goes to get homeless veterans off the street. So you can feel clean and refreshed and feel good about yourself knowing you're helping veterans. Use the hassle-free monthly auto ship to save an additional 10% off and never run out of soap again. To order your Hero Soap, go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the Hero Soap link. You're going to love this soap. Your showers will never be the same. Hero Soap. Let freedom clean. Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, part one of Kobe Bryant and the Boulay's Secret Society. I believe Kobe Bryant, uh, who was not only a Luciferian project completed, but he is the key that unlocks this bioweapon because the name COVID, when transliterated from Hebrew to English, is Kobe. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. 
new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 